When the waves reached toward his feet, with a sudden access of energy, he would retreat a little way toward the land. But something held him here at the water's edge, while his shadow lengthened along the sands and the cold evening wind began to rise around him. Perhaps into his mind had come something of the wonder of the sea, and a hint of all that it would one day mean to man. Though the first gods of his people still lay far in the future, he felt a dim sense of worship stir within him. He knew that he was now in the presence of something greater than all the powers and forces he had ever met. The tide was turning. Far away in the forest, a wolf howled once and was suddenly silent. The noises of the night were rising around him, and it was time to go. Under the low moon, the two lines of footprints interlaced across the sand. Swiftly, the oncoming tide was smoothing them away. But they would return in their thousands and millions, in the centuries yet to be. The child playing among the rock pools knew nothing of the forest that had once ruled all the land around him. It had left no trace of its existence. As ephemeral as the mist that had so often rolled down from the hills, it, too, had veiled them for a little while, and now was gone. In its place had come a checkerboard of fields, the legacy of a thousand years of patient toil. And so the illusion of permanence remained, though everything had altered save the line of the hills against the sky. On the beach, the sand was finer now, and the land had lifted so that the old tide line was far beyond the reach of the questing waves. Beyond the seawall and the promenade, the little town was sleeping through the golden summer day. Here and there along the beach, people lay at rest, drowsy with heat and lulled by the murmur of the waves. Out across the bay, white and gold against the water, a great ship was moving slowly to sea. The boy could hear, faint and far away, the beat of its screws, and could still see the tiny figures moving upon its decks and superstructure. To the child, and not to him alone, it was a thing of wonder and beauty. He knew its name and the land to which it was steaming, but he did not know that the splendid ship was both the last and greatest of its kind. He scarcely noticed, almost lost against the glare of the sun, the thin white vapor trails that spelled the doom of the proud and lovely giant. Soon the great liner was no more than a dark smudge on the horizon, and the boy turned again to his interrupted play, to the tireless building of his battlements of sand. In the west, the sun was beginning its long decline, but the evening was still far away. Yet it came at last, when the tide was returning to the land. At his mother's words, the child gathered up his playthings, and wearily contented, began to follow his parents back to the shore. He glanced once only at the sandcastles he had built with such labor, and would not see again. Without regret, he left them to the advancing waves, for tomorrow he would return, and the future stretched endlessly before him. That tomorrow would not always come, either for himself or for the world, he was still too young to know. And now even the hills had changed, worn away by the weight of years. Not all the change was the work of nature, for one night in the long-forgotten past, something had come sliding down from the stars, and the little town had vanished in a spinning tower of flame. But that was so long ago that it was beyond sorrow or regret. Like the fall of fabled Troy or the overwhelming of Pompeii, 
It was part of the irremediable past and could rouse no pity now. On the broken skyline lay a long metal building supporting a maze of mirrors that turned and glittered in the sun. No one from an earlier age could have guessed its purpose. It was as meaningless as an observatory or a radio station would have been to ancient man. But it was neither of these things. Since noon, Bran had been playing among the shallow pools left by the retreating tide. He was quite alone, though the machine that guarded him was watching unobtrusively from the shore. Only a few days ago, there had been other children playing beside the blue waters of this lovely bay. Bran sometimes wondered where they had vanished, but he was a solitary child and did not greatly care. Lost in his own dreams, he was content to be left alone. In the last few hours, he had linked the tiny pools with an intricate network of waterways.